Welcome to God's Planning, Contemplative Preachers, Contemporary Age. Each week, join the Dominican Friars as they consider all things Catholic. Hi there. Welcome to God's Planning. This is Father Jacob Bertrand Jancic uh, here in Washington, D.C., and I am joined by our Father Patrick Briscoe up in Providence. Say hi, Father Patrick. Hi, Father Patrick. That's funny. The last episode that I recorded with Father Gregory, he did the same thing. So I'm going to, you guys aren't picking up on what it means to say hello <laughs> on an episode. So I'm going to have to change that next time. Uh, but it's not just the two of us today. Usually it's just the two of us on our, on our podcast. We have uh, the pleasure of being joined by three other friars. It's a whole group of us here. We're probably going to talk over each other the whole time. But in any case, it's great to have some of the members of the Hillbilly Thomas with us who are um, working on releasing their their second album in the coming months, hopefully in early 2021. Um, so we are we're here with them to talk about the album. We're going to get a few sneak peeks at some of at some of the tracks, which is really exciting. Um, but by way of introduction, they're kind of just sitting here looking at me. But by way of introduction, we have uh, Father Thomas Joseph White, uh, Father Justin Bolger and Father Jonah Teller, who's clapping for himself, uh, if you're watching the, the video. But uh, yeah, really there's excellent video? to have. There's video. Yeah, we go we go up on YouTube and we're, we're super popular. We have like I 300 have views no on idea. all of our. Yeah, it's, it's great. I would have so. worn something completely different. Well, the angle of your camera is not really doing it, but that's all right. We'll we'll edit that down. So it's great. Um, so Father Thomas Joseph, he uh, he entered the order in 2003. Uh, he was ordained a priest in 2008. Uh, studied at Oxford for his doctorate. He's uh, the founder of the Thomistic Institute, currently in Rome. Uh, so he's he's at the Angelicum in, in Rome. So uh, he's joining us from across across the pond. And then Father Justin Bulger entered the order in 2013, was ordained in 2020, uh, same year as Father Jonah. Father Justin's up at Providence College uh, with Father Patrick, not in the same room, not in the same space, but that's how we do things here on God's Planning, because we don't know how to mix and use more than one mic in one room. And Father Jonah is here in D.C., and he's uh, he's finishing up his license living at St. Dominic's, also entered in 2000. Uh, no, you didn't enter in 2013. What year did you enter? You I did. believe I entered in 2013. It was ordained in May. So, um, great. It's excellent to have you all here. Uh, Father Patrick, let's talk about the new album real quick, and then we can listen to them rather than listening to us. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, so the new album, the, the Hillbilly Thomas released their first album under the band name, just the Hillbilly Thomas. And after months of agonizing discussion, Father Justin, you came up with the new name of the album. What is it? Volume two. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that would blow our listeners away. They wouldn't see it coming. No yeah. one expects volume two. No, they don't. Really creative. So uh, could you say a little about the inspiration of the name? Oh, volume two? Well, it was the second one. Uh, it seemed to follow well from the first. And yeah, we just couldn't agree on, on a, another title. And so this seemed uh, modest, Compromise candidate. minimally classy, and um, something that we could just maybe perpetuate into the future. Many more volumes to come, hopefully. Mm. The thing that I like about it is you're linking this up between a project that is ongoing, right? This this thing that was the Hillbilly Thomas, you released the first album, and now we get volume two, an expansion of the project. Uh, but this album is different from the first album in important ways. The first album had a lot of different takes on some songs that people knew. Um, on the first album, one of the songs that I love is your arrangement, Father Justin, of Amazing Grace. 
Um, if our listeners have not heard that, they need to stop whatever they're doing. Stop the episode. Go listen to Amazing Grace. Come back to the episode. Um, how is this album, Volume 2, different from the first album? Um, so this album has a lot more original songs. So um, I enjoy writing music. So I wrote some songs over the last few years, and those um, are featured on the album, as well as Thomas. Father Thomas Joseph White. So he wrote a handful of tunes as well. So yeah, I think that's the biggest difference. We have a couple standards. Um, I heard the voice of Jesus say, um, we we also cover Hard Times by Stephen Foster, which is a great uh, American classic. But most of it is original. Right, right. Now, um, as we as we kind of dive into this conversation here, before we go any further, Father Thomas Joseph, could could you talk about the origins of the Hillbilly Thomas? Maybe for people that didn't hear the first album, where did where did this project start? What is it, what is it? What are the Hillbilly Thomas? Well, the Hillbilly Thomas started very informally. I think that's the most accurate way to describe it. Um, I think you know. I always liked bluegrass music, and uh, when I entered the order in two thousand. Three, the novice master, that's, you know, the person who's responsible for our formation, asked us to have a personal broadening uh, hobby on Thursdays. And I thought it would be fun to learn to play bluegrass mandolin. And uh, so, you know, we started playing a little bit in the novitiate with guitarists and mandolin and other things. But anyway, in subsequent years, when I came to Washington, the House of Studies, Father Austin Lidke had entered the order and the two of us began to play with a couple other people, and uh, we played bluegrass music uh, kind of after ordin priestly ordinations, you know, kind of in a, informal settings. And I think Austin at one point just said, uh, well, we should call it the Hillbilly Thomas for the famous reference from um, uh, Flannery O'Connor uh, in her letters where she says, you know, people often think I'm a hillbilly nihilist author, but I'm actually a hillbilly Thomist. And uh, that seemed right. So, you know, that, that was a great suggestion. And then we played with some of these fellows when they entered. But, uh, you know, soon after, Austin and I kind of left the, the student aid and were, were um, you might say, uh, you know, act in, in full pre full-time priestly ministry. And that's sort of when then Justin took up the, the band and reformulated it. Yeah, and it's not just the, you mentioned Father Austin there, it's not, and we have three of you on, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, the, the band is, is more than just the three, the three of you. How many, how many, on this album, how many, this new album, how many Friars are, are part of that project? I believe we're eight, if I'm not mistaken. That's awesome. Yeah, so the, um, I think one of the, one of the um, kind of, really beautiful things about about the hillbilly thomas and as father thomas joseph mentioned the the sort of informal or kind of uh kind of grassroots formation of the group is that it's it's something that comes out of uh out of our life lived together uh i guess but if you kind of think dominicans and bluegrass i don't know if those are natural connections immediately father jonah I, what i guess if you could say a little bit about how this kind of works why this kind of works um both kind of within our own communal life, but also as kind of producing uh, bluegrass music, how that works for, for us. Sure. Well, um, I guess we were always sort of hesitant to call it bluegrass music um, because none of us can actually play fast enough to qualify for it to be called bluegrass. Uh, 
So it just that's that that genre seemed to sort of just get thrown at us and stick. So uh, we just we want are to say playing faster. The, we are playing faster. Father we're playing we're faster. But we're not we playing fast. Yeah, we're, we are getting faster. So maybe by you know volume twelve, we can maybe call it bluegrass. So that's that's a goal. Um, but uh, just for all the bluegrass purists who listen to God's planning, we just want to get out in front and say that we don't identify you know as a bluegrass band. So you can put those clubs and torches down um you know we're americana i would say kind of rootsy uh still seeking a genre but um no but your your question that um you know what what do dominicans have to do with well folk music at all um since it's not you know it's not dominican chant or anything like that but uh we're preachers we're an order of preachers and so we uh spend a lot of time yes chanting and praying and contemplating and beholding god but then we go out and we encounter the world as it is um, and then we respond to it according to the gifts that God has given us. And uh, at this time in God's providence, he's drawn together a number of friars who love music and love playing music with each other. And so I think it's really been a very natural response to something that we loved doing together as brothers that eventually became outward facing, but originally it was something that we just enjoyed playing music together. And so um that's how it became, I suppose, Dominicans playing, for lack of a better term, bluegrass. Um, but no, I think that the preacher can make use of um, any good thing uh, for the sake of furthering the gospel. And so we happen to be, you know, making use of resonator guitars and uh, upright basses right now in our life. That's awesome. Very cool. Now, the the first album, what Father Justin, what do you can you remind me what year that was released? It was the last couple of years, right? The first album was released right. 2017. Uh, okay, December 2017. 2017. So, if you haven't checked out the first album that was just released a few years ago, do that. And um, the reason I bring that up is because on on the the cover of the first album is is not you all and it's not some sort of like art <laughs> design but it is friars um and it's it's friars from a sort of bygone era it's a really cool picture um of, of friars i believe from the 1940s it might be earlier than that 1920s 30s father john is saying no anyways you when you i i stopped talking and let you talk about it you can um, tell us when that was but also with kind of Americana uh, kind of instruments. I won't say bluegrass because I don't want to get jo Father Jonah upset again. But uh, yeah, I guess tie in that tradition. Explain that that cover. I've heard rumors about the the cover for the new album. I won't I won't give that away. But um, where how does this kind of sit in the history of things? Because it's not just out of a, a sort of vacuum that playing music and, and this kind of music has has occurred. Yeah, actually, I think that picture is from the 1600s. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the first picture taken after the Reformation. It's really impressive. <laughs> to show that, uh, indeed, priests were men of the people. That's right. Uh, what, like 28, was it, maybe? 1628 or 15? Yeah, 1628. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, flip that six. Uh, uh, yeah, so I think that... This is why you guys don't have guests, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This is why we don't have you on the show, actually. Okay, but fair, fair <laughs> enough. I guess they're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's just a great image of um, that. Uh, yeah, an Im the image of our fraternity as Dominicans that we always, well, at least we have enjoyed for a long time, playing music together, um, enjoying each other's company, um, and, uh, and then sharing that. So, yeah, I think it's just a great, a great image of the continuity, um, of fraternity 
and music within our order. That's great. Um, all right, so we're kind of we have a couple minutes left on this this end of our of our episode, um, and we're going to play for you a clip in just a moment of of one of the songs of Jericho Blues, one of the songs on the album. Um, I know Father Justin, you're you're singing on this track. Uh, did is this did this, is this a cover? Did you write this? Tell us a little bit about it before we before we tune in. Right. Yeah. So I wrote this song. It's called Jericho Blues. So it's a blues song, um, and. You know, one interesting thing about this is I wrote it in an alternate tuning, the Delta Blues tuning, which um, there's kind of a traditional standard tuning of a guitar, and the Delta Blues tuning refers to the Mississippi Delta, where blues kind of originated. So I, I dropped the guitar into that tuning, and it's it's really fun. Uh, blues is as simple as a genre, but it's it's a beautiful genre because it's this great I think combination of of joy and suffering all in one thing. And so in this in Jericho Blues we have the suffering of little Zacchaeus who um is wandering around Jericho collecting taxes but of course uh is an outsider and is missing something namely Jesus. So it's kind of about uh his plight there in Jericho. Great. Well, let's tune in for a little a little sample of the track, and then that'll that'll bring us to our break. So after the track, stay tuned, sit tight, and and we'll we'll be right back with you. Here we go. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Godsplaining. This is Godsplaining. Get up to date on all our latest episodes at opeast.org slash godsplaining. Welcome back to Godsplaining. Uh, I'm Father Jacob Bertrand here with Father Patrick and uh, we're joined by the Hillbilly Thomist or some of the artists on the Hillbilly Thomist, Father Thomas Joseph, Father Justin, Father Jonah. Uh, just before our break, we got uh, a real treat of listening to one of the one of the tracks on their new album, or at least a little part of it, uh, which was really cool. Jericho Blues, a little a blues. I guess the title kind of describes what it is, but Father Justin <laughs> described it, told us a little bit about it. Um, we're going to get a, a little peek at a couple of the other tracks, too, in the second half of this episode as we as we go on. But before we do that, uh, 
Father Patrick and I, we were were wondering about how how you guys put this all together. What's the how does it work? How do you kind of come up with the idea? How do you come up with the vision? What's the what's the recording process look like? Are you guys stuck in a studio like I don't know, like Adele, or are you kind of doing your own thing? What tell us about it? Just fill us in on on the whole kind of vision and process. Well, Adele's certainly a, an influence. That's the, what I thought. Yeah. I think one of the things that was really great about this album was we went up into the Catskill Mountains and we we uh, stayed up in a, a large house up there, which the, the province has access to that has a chapel associated with it where we could pray together and and uh, continue like living the religious life. But we, we basically cleared out this giant living room with a wonderful dome, a sort of a, a, a ceiling like a Swiss chalet. So it had excellent acoustics. And we set up all the recording uh, instrumentation there and basically worked creatively on the songs together in a much more uh, intense way than we were able to do last album just because of time constraints. So we took 10 days to record the 14 songs, which was a a pretty brisk clip. That was a fairly work intensive uh, 10 days, but it was also wonderful creative kind of process because we we would play the song uh, that someone brought, say, for example, Father Justin brought that song. We would play it uh, together and try to try different things that worked, bring the kind of uh, ideas and innovations of different people to it and eventually decided what we wanted to record, sometimes layer in more things afterwards. So for us, just as, uh, you know, I think as priests, it's not a typical thing to work together to record an album in that kind of creative way, although some people here have that that background. So, you know, to, to kind of uh, figure out what it is to be, um, to work together as a band and, and play together and try new things creatively was really enjoyable. And it, it shows up in the album and this last song you heard, you can hear, uh, well, you, you got just in the beginning of Peter Gauch's brilliant mandolin solo. You can hear the slide of the resonator guitar in the background that I'm playing. There's a very interesting rhythm guitar that Justin's playing. And of course, his lyrics, and um, he's he's um, making little references and motifs. So he, you know, refers to the tax man. There's an obvious uh, image there of our reference to the Revolver album, Beatles. So we put in a lot of interesting things that were fun uh, along the way, and integrated them, brought them into unity. I've always felt the Dominicans are great. Um, well, if we are great, yes, if we're we greatest are. when we're together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do think Dominicans are great. Full I became stop. a Dominican Full because, stop. you yeah. know, our charism is incredible. But I've, I've, I felt we we're always strongest when we're acting out of our fraternity, right? Um, that's one of the that's one of the uh, beautiful things of the God's Planning Project. It's a, a couple friars chatting, but but clearly the fraternal element is is strong here and is part of what's driving the creative process. Um, Father Justin or Father Jonah, do you have do you have any particular like mo- moments that that express that fraternity coming out in the recording process? I mean, just what it's like to to be with the brothers, to be working on something together. Any um, do any moments stand out from your time in the mountains? Well, one aspect of it was um, we had in this living room a lot of different instruments, kind of just laid out that we all brought, and so we would get up in the morning, you know um have mass prayer breakfast and then go to the living room and say okay well we're going to work on this song this morning and different friars would kind of gravitate towards different instruments and we just pick it up 
try it, you know, try it, see how it sounded. And we, we would kind of rotate like that. So, um, yeah, there's kind of this, uh, yeah, we're, we're creative, we can adapt, uh, we can kind of like respect the creativity and the adaptability of each other uh, in order to create, like Thomas Joseph said, one thing. There's a great kind of mm. unity to the finished product. One of the things that I heard, I guess, through from, I guess, talking to some of you and hearing about the, the process was that uh, y'all learned or a couple of you learned how to play the upright bass just for the album. Like you hadn't played it really before. Is, is that the case? Right. Yeah. So I played the bass, you know, that you go, you know, the that's really good bass. form. The sideways bass. Sideways bass. <laughs> um, and what a, there's a there's a scene from School of Rock where he's like, cello. And then like, it's the opposite. Anyway, um, yeah, so you just turn it like this and you play it. And that's that's an upright bass. Now, I did have to rent it. And it's huge. An upright bass is very large. So it did fit in my little car. And by the end of the recording process, I kind of learned how to play it. But so the beginning songs, they don't sound as good. That's okay. That's part of the journey. Now, I, I should also note that, you know, part of our adaptability and creativity is is even letting Father Patrick and Father Jacob Bertrand, you know, into the group. I remember in the beginning, we would sing Irish songs together, right? Yeah, we don't, we're just going to talk about this album, though, so. Uh, <laughs> that could be the next, that could be volume three. Yeah, yeah you know, you, no, maybe, no, maybe the two of you should sing something right now, you know. No, are, not uh, yet. Not We're yet. We don't want to take audience. the focus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do remember that Father Justin has an older brother who's a priest in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and his parish had these parish kind of festivals. And one time there was a smaller group. It wasn't the full band was there, but I, I did sing with them. I, at least that was my one and only public appearance. And the reason I wasn't going to bring this up is because I was never asked back to do that. I've always told myself it's because I don't play an instrument and I just, I just no, sing. No, it's personality. But I think there's a lot more, but I have to get to sleep at night. So I'm going to yeah. just say it's because I, I don't bring anything else to the table, but this shining personality and, and some vocal yeah. notes. So, um, all right, well, let's let's listen to a, a second track here. Uh, we're going to tune into part of kind of jump in the middle of, to the, uh, of the song in a minute uh, called Bourbon, Bluegrass and the Bible. Um, I believe that this is this is a, a creation of, of Father Thomas Joseph Wright, if I'm correct. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to introduce us to the song, what it is, and and that sort of thing? Well, you know, there's some strange people in the Dominican Order. So this is a strange song by a strange <laughs> this person. This is such a good song. This is probably a song about, uh, you know, psychology uh, and survival in, uh, in in COVID quarantine, I think, you know. But um, it, it's, uh, it, it's a song also about uh, imagery of the South and about uh, uh, base, basic goods. What are the basic goods in life in a, in a, when you're living in hard times? Cool. Well, we're going to jump into the middle of it uh, and just listen to give it a listen for a second. Here we go. Preacher, don't lie. There's whiskey in the still. A fox in the rain done had his fill. Chicken in the bread pan. Everybody's out in their disguise. The light in the morning just hurts my 
survival But when it's a question of love and survival Bourbon, bluegrass and the Bible There we go. What a sweet song. That's that, really song that song is so awesome. Uh, so the best, good. The, the best part of listening to that was watching Father Justin here playing the air bass in his, <laughs> in his little room. So we got yeah. we got a taste for that. Uh, yeah, that was great. I will say well, maybe one of the best parts of um, the recording process was um, just loving the songs, like listening to them again. Like um, the, as Father Thomas Joseph put it at one point, like you can't listen to this song with your hands down. You have to have your hands in the air if you're going to listen to this. This um, that was a consistent theme throughout. Like we would finish a track, and we would say that's the best song. We well, said that I, about. I was talking about another song for that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I think sometimes we we, you know, when you when you when you write songs or when you play them, you. But I, you know, I mean that that song's full of uh, Flannery O'Connor like imagery when you when you listen to it all. Well, I mean, in, or at least there's there's a lot of uh, homage to O'Connor's. Uh, violent southern gothic uh imagery in her in her books so there's a little there's a little bit of that and some and actually others others of the songs as well so one of the things that's that's great that we've kind of been reflecting on is how things have changed uh in the group over the years and how you've you've done something new with this album um walking away from it what what are you really proud of having accomplished what 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 were what were real moments of grace for you um in the in uh, in the the kind of post production process in the sharing of the album that you've done so far, one thing that stood out to me, uh, and we've already kind of touched on this, but how we would um, so we present a song that someone wrote, so usually Father Thomas Joseph or me, and we'd work with it. So this actually moves nicely into the next track, Heaven or Tennessee, because. Um, this is a song that Father Thomas Joseph wrote, but Father Jonah ends up singing it. And again, we kind of moved around with different instruments. And if you listen to the, the first little demo that Father Thomas Joseph made, you know, in Rome with his banjo singing a song he just wrote, Homesick for Tennessee, uh, there in the Eternal City. A Georgian homesick for Tennessee. It was a really beautiful moment. Yeah. But so if you listen to that and then the final product, totally different. So mm. that was um, just, I think, just a beautiful part of the whole process and the experience. Um, just that, cre I guess, creativity and um, looking at the, the finished product as, as pretty different than what was um, there at the beginning. And I think there's a lot of fraternal harmony in, in, in working on it, which, you know, doesn't have to be when you're doing something that's so demanding and creative. It's really not obvious. You all, all have this fraternal harmony. And we had that. And the other thing is, I think, uh, you know, we have some members of the band, uh, like, you know, just, uh, Justin, Jonah, uh, also I think Peter. And uh, anyway, you know, they, they have a lot of uh, a high level of, I would call it like near professional or professional talent in Jonah's, in Justin's case, he was, you know, is, is a professional musician for entering. And I think it, the, those of us who are trying to contribute, who are, uh, you know, being brought along a little bit, I think we found in the album making process, we kind of reached into that, not, you know, more professional level. And I don't mean that in the sense of, a, you know, in a kind of way that we became more formal or we became even necessarily professional musicians, but we, we participated, participated in a process 
of what it is like for a band to really make an album. It's, it's just very fun. But we did it in a Christian context as, as priests, too. So that was really interesting. And I, I mean, I, I know that for me, for me, I grew a lot just playing as a musician. I played better than I've ever played before. And I think that was true of a lot of people uh, for the album because you put in everything you have. Father Jonah, you got to sing this this last song, The Heaven or Tennessee, that we'll play in just a minute. Um, I guess if you want to answer the question that Father Patrick asked about what, what was kind of your the best part, the, the greatest part, or tell us a bit about, and or tell us a bit about, about the song before we, before we put it on for a minute. Sure. Um, I think I just echo a lot of what uh, Father Thomas Joseph and Father Justin have said, but uh, I think that the joy that we had recording the music is palpable on the album itself. And that's something that you can't really replicate just by piecing together a song in a studio. So it was, it was good that, you know, we're in our retreat house. We have a chapel right there so that the Dominican life didn't have to end. And so we kept praying the office, we kept saying mass, we kept, uh, you know, having our meals in common so that all of these elements of our life um, continued so that the album itself wasn't something that we did on the side, but it just became a natural extension of our religious life. And that was, I think, something that was really nourishing for all of us. As for, I mean, this song itself, I just loved it. And so I was just sort of playing it to myself on the guitar in the living room. And then Father Justin walked in and said, well, you're just going to sing the song. And uh, which was a terrifying thing to hear uh, because I had just sort of been, was not intending to, to sing the song, but uh, it's great. I mean, the songs that Father Thomas Joseph writes and that Father Justin writes, they're just a joy. They sort of beg to be sung. Um, and um, you know, so I'm from Ohio. I'm definitely not from the South, but I, you know, I tried and I'll leave it to, uh, you know, Father Thomas Joseph and all other Southerners. I'll just uh, fall upon their mercy here, uh, you know, for what I, what I do with this song. All right. Well, we're going to play it. We'll be the judge of how, of how you did just right now. Oh, you're we're from Connecticut, please. <laughs> That's fine. I, but I'm good at judging. So here we go. Let's tune in for a minute. You can make the angels cry. That's awesome. I approve. Yeah. That's oh, really great. great. Wow. Remember this day. There we have it. All right. Well, we're, we're nearing the end of our, of our time for this episode. Um, thanks so much to the three of you, Father Thomas Joseph, Father Justin, Father Jonah, for, for joining me and Father Patrick here on this episode. Uh, to give you all, our listeners, a little sneak peek at the, uh, at the upcoming album that, that'll be released in early 2021. Um, if you haven't listened to the first album yet, definitely do that. Go on to Spotify, iTunes, um, buy a copy of the album. That way they can uh, rake in a little, a little money to support the cause here. Uh, but 
also stay tuned for the second one. Um, one of the things that we're going to do here on God's Planning for our listeners is we are going to uh, have a sort of Hillbilly Thomas giveaway with some of the, the new stuff and some of their merch and swag. Um, so if you leave us a review in the Apple Store today, uh, we will we'll raffle off five of those kind of Hillbilly Thomas gift packages, whatever we decide to put in them. We don't know yet, but we're going to give you some stuff. So leave a review. If it's not a positive review, you won't be entered into the raffle. So leave a positive <laughs> review and uh, you might, you'll be entered into the raffle to uh to win some stuff uh as always thanks for tuning in to god's planning uh keep us in your prayers we're certainly praying for you like us give us a review share us with someone you think uh, might benefit from from listening to us and until next time god bless thanks for listening to god's planning a work of the dominican friars of the province of saint joseph Visit us at opeast.org.